What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show. Today is going to be kind of a unique podcast because I I really wasn't planning on recording an episode this week, but this last weekend was Memorial Day weekend, and it's the first week of June now. But I, since the start of the year, had been sober, or I made the choice to abstain from alcohol for a period of time. And really, the goal of today's podcast is not to shame anybody that drinks alcohol regularly, or it's not to preach in your ear as to you know why you should be like me and try to cut out alcohol for four or five months at a time, or to not you know, bash just on alcohol in general, we'll talk about, you know, maybe some of the detriments and how it can, you know, maybe impair some of the progress that you're trying to make. But it's more to just tell you about my experience cutting back and getting rid of alcohol for a period of time. Just some things that I noticed from cutting it out and some observations that I made, some things that I validated that I anticipated to be true, things that I've helped my clients kind of work through, Um, and just kind of tell you about why I decided to drink this last weekend as well. Cause we went to, to Napa and we went to bottle rock and we went to this concert and we did wine tasting and it was, it was a good time, but there's, there's a lot of reasons as to why I chose to drink alcohol this past weekend. And again, this, I'm not sitting here and expecting, you know, (laughs) a round of applause or, you know, to be like, look at me because I've been able to accomplish this thing. But it's just, it's just me talking out loud. And I, I was just reflecting this past week after having, you know, drank for the first time in a while. And a lot of things came to my attention. And I think it'd be fun to just kind of share my observations with everybody else. So kind of before we get into some of the details of the podcast today, I I just want to kind of paint the picture of me as a human being and somebody's experienced drinking alcohol. Like I've never had um, well, I guess I should say I've never had like a bloodline of alcoholism in, in my household, nor was I really brought up by parents that drank. And when my dad did drink sometimes, like it was once in a blue moon, but it was, it was very, it's an environment that was very, um, I'm not going to say alcohol free, but alcohol just wasn't always present. So I, I, I really never drank growing up. I'm growing up like I'm 13 years old and drinking. But when I say I I never drank growing up, I can honestly say that my first drink, alcoholic drink, wasn't until I was 21 years old. And I remember that night (laughs) super vividly. It was, uh, we went to a nice restaurant. I had a weird sugary drink. We ended up drinking some more when we got home and I ended up vomiting everything that I had (laughs) to eat and drink that day later that night. And it was just a, it was just a tough way. But I know a lot of people have, shared similar experiences on their 21st birthday as well. But, you know, I I honestly didn't have my first drink until I was 21. And when I turned 21, I probably had less than 10 to 15 drinks total per year when I was going through college. Like going to the bars wasn't my thing. Going to happy hour, social scenes, parties. Like I had my friend group and we we exercised, we played basketball, we played video games. I studied a lot, like going out and partying just wasn't really my thing. And when I would, I I really wouldn't go crazy. So eventually I was able to graduate college and I kind of went through a phase where I I wouldn't say I was like trying to catch up on lost time. Right. But I, I went through a phase where I was probably having at least 
probably a couple drinks three to five days out of the month and kind of doing that consistently for probably six months to a year. And really fast forward this past year, I kind of decided to stop and I decided to just start drinking less and less until I eventually at the beginning of this year decided I want to go a period of time without drinking at all. And since October of 2021, right now it's June uh, 2022, I've probably had a total of like seven to eight drinks total within that time frame. And I can remember every single drink super clearly. Um, but in October, I think the last time that I kind of drank and had a weekend of kind of binge drinking was I went down to visit some friends and, you know, I got to see a buddy of mine that I don't get to see super often. It was awesome. We had golfed, had seltzers, like margarita by the pool, had a couple drinks that night when we went out. Um, but I remember that night, it was like, I hadn't been drunk in a while. And I remember like, I was kind of beat up the next morning. I was pretty hungover and really like traveling that day, playing some golf that day. I, I just felt awful. And I kind of decided on that day that I really just wanted to finish the rest of the year without drinking any alcohol. And I was able to do that even through the holidays. And making it that last, you know, two months of the year without drinking, it was kind of a, I'm not going to say it was an accomplishment because I know it's something I could do, but it just felt good. And New Year's Eve hit, which is a holiday that I personally enjoy. I think the holiday itself is overrated, but I enjoy it because it's a really good excuse to get your favorite people together. And every year we kind of have a little annual New Year's Eve party and we cook and we see people who we don't get to see very often. We, we get all our people together and it's a lot of fun, but we had a little party and and every year we have, I kind of make a specialty drink, quote unquote. <laughs> it's, it's not really a specialty drink. It's just a low, you know, lower calorie alcoholic drink that I try and make taste kind of good. And everyone just acts like it tastes good. <laughs> to, so they don't hurt my feelings. But I remember that night I had probably two to three drinks. And to be honest, I was probably halfway through my first drink and I was feeling it. I was tipsy. And honestly, my tolerance in general is pretty non-existent, but not drinking for a couple of months before that night, I was feeling it like halfway into my first drink. I honestly felt like a high school girl drinking for the first time. It's just, it hit me instantly, but I had two or three drinks that night and I woke up that next day and I felt awful again. I felt hungover. I had a headache. I, I didn't really want to do anything, but eat pizza and watch football all day. And very similar to back in October, like that was, that was the day where I was like, Hey, I kind of want to decide that I'm going to give up drinking indefinitely this year. And initially for some reason, I, I, I wanted to go the whole year without drinking. That's kind of just how my, my brain works. I, I tend to call myself a psychopath sometimes because when I, I put my head down and I want to do something, I really give my full effort and I try and accomplish that. Um, but kind of backtracking, I, I realistically set that target to about six months of, of being alcohol free. Now, if I sat here and I told you that cutting out alcohol these past five months was super difficult for me, I'd be lying. You know, personally, I, I don't love the taste of alcohol. I don't love wine. I don't love beer. I don't like hard liquor. And yes, like cocktails and seltzers and high noons and margaritas, like they all taste pretty damn good, but I don't crave it. So not having alcohol at home or ordering at restaurants, like that was something that I already do in my day-to-day -day routine. So that really didn't change much from that perspective. 
what was a little bit more difficult than I, I thought was going to be was constantly turning alcohol down when I was in social situations or I, I was with friends or family or traveling or just out and about away from my home. And honestly, there were so many times in the past five months where I was offered some form of alcohol or in a social situation where everyone around me was drinking or having one drink. And whether whether it was a sporting event or business meetups or the holidays or family gatherings or going golfing or traveling or grad parties or going out to dinner with friends, like I'll be honest, that was probably the hardest thing for me to navigate. And for the past five months, there there honestly was an event or something going on almost every week and every weekend that I was invited to or I was present at or that I turned down. And at every one of those social events, there was alcohol present. And I think we've all felt this at some point. Like when you stop something, you just tend to see more of it and it tends to just pop up more than you thought it did in the past. And, you know, for example, maybe you tell yourself that you can't eat pizza because you're on a you know, a diet or you're in a fat loss phase, like what do you think happens? Like you think of pizza all week or pizza get brought or pizza gets brought into the office for lunch one day, or maybe your friends invite you to your favorite pizza spot for dinner one night. Like as soon as you declare that you're going to abstain from something, you start to think about it more and you start to see it more and more, or at least you think you do. Right. But that's what I kind of noticed for myself when I decided to, to nix alcohol completely at the beginning of the year. And personally, there were a few reasons as to why I chose to cut out alcohol completely uh, at the beginning of the year. And a while back, I did a podcast episode as a Q&A style podcast on kind of alcohol and weight loss. And we talked a lot about the indirect effects of alcohol and how it can make it more difficult to adhere to your nutrition plan. And honestly, for the sake of this episode, I kind of want to stay away from the transient physiology kind of adjustments that happen when you do drink alcohol because when it comes to drinking i feel strongly that it's the indirect of alcohol or the indirect effects of alcohol that make the biggest difference when it comes to you reaching your goals and that's that's things like you know extra calorie consumption from the alcohol itself or from the mixers or the drinks that you drink with alcohol Maybe it's the food choices that you make when you are drinking and maybe it's having alcohol fuck with your sleep or, you know, making you want to move less and exercise less or have shittier workouts. Like there's so many indirect effects of alcohol. And for me personally, not drinking has allowed me to kind of live that and confirm those things on my own. And, and yes, some people have built up a different tolerance and we all respond and rebound differently when we're drinking, but this is these are things that I've been able to see for myself. So kind of taking a step back here, really another reason why I made the commitment to not drink for a period of time this past year was because one of my main goals was to build muscle. Like that's just kind of been at the forefront of my mind this past year. And since I've hired my own coach and I've been doing my own training and and really working through some things like building muscle has been one of my biggest goals and priorities. And kind of in October, especially in January, I was in the middle of a muscle building phase. And I, I just wanted to do everything in my power to get better results, right? Do everything that I could control to, to help myself maybe make that 1% progression a little bit quicker than me doing things that were suboptimal. And honestly, if we look at the impacts that alcohol has on muscle building, 
honestly, it could be pretty detrimental. Um, but going back to like the indirect effects of alcohol, like if you're drinking regularly and that's affecting your sleep, like that's also going to impact things like testosterone, growth hormone, and, you know, muscle protein synthesis, which are all things that are really important for muscle growth. And alcohol is also going to impact your training quality, which is obviously important for muscle growth as well. Now, am I saying that if you drink any amount of alcohol, you're not going to see any progress and you're going to shrivel up into a raisin? Hell no, right? Like you can drink alcohol and still build muscle a hundred percent. But to be honest, I don't really know how much alcohol you're allowed or you're going to be able to drink before it starts to kind of disrupt the efficiency of your muscle building process, because we all have different bodies and genetics and lifestyles, but if we were, you know, if you were to just Google it and watch a YouTube video or find an article on Google, like how is alcohol ruining your gains? Like you'd probably hear things like a decrease in muscle protein synthesis or a decrease in testosterone, or maybe even the conversion of testosterone to estrogen or a decrease in growth hormone. But physiologically, like these things probably aren't messing things up a ton or it's not going to prevent you from building muscle in the first place. So I would say alcohol isn't complementary to, you know, all those things that we just talked about, but it's not going to be the deciding factor more often than not. And if it is the deciding factor, you're probably drinking a lot or you're drinking all the time. And that's when you're going to see some of those things start to happen. And that's when, you know, bigger problems will persist after that. But circling back around here, when I initially cut out alcohol, like part of my rationale was really just because of the indirect impacts that alcohol had on me personally and the things that I personally knew and that I've seen. And my training and movement after a day day of drinking or a night of drinking is just shit. And I, I don't sleep well. I know that it makes it more difficult for me to adhere to my calories and my nutrition plan because of the lack of inhibitions in nutrition and satiety that alcohol has in general. But I didn't eliminate alcohol because I thought I had a drinking problem or because I thought that my testosterone was going to just drop off of a cliff, right? Or um, really for me personally, I was just thinking that it was just taking up space and I just didn't think that it was worth it for me. Now, I think I'd be kind of off the mark or it'd be stupid of me to not outline that alcohol in general is not really good for us. And I don't want to make this kind of episode sound like, you know, there's no negative implications of chronically drinking alcohol because there are 100% is. And if we ask the question of, you know, what are the carcinogenic impacts of alcohol consumption or you know, what is the effect of alcohol consumption on your liver? And if you're chronically, you know, drinking and you're chronically elevating some of these key liver enzymes and they're always elevated year after year for 20 years, like that's when alcohol starts to really cause problems. And that's when you start to see, you know, your triglycerides super high or when you start to develop fatty liver disease and so forth. But there's a difference between drinking alcohol and not having that affect your muscle gains because you're just drinking sporadically. You're only drinking on occasion. And there's a difference between you drinking 20 plus times a month for 20 years in a row and how alcohol can impact those kind of different situations on a different level. But as I've reflected on the last kind of five to nine months, even a year, 
I've been pretty dialed into my own fitness and nutrition plan. And I essentially made the decision that I'd, I'd rather have extra calories coming in from other foods or even desserts sometimes, honestly, instead of having those calories come from alcohol. And really another observation that I had that honestly was really amplified these past five months was just how social alcohol consumption is, right? And how a lot of our behaviors and choices are really modeled by the people that we grew up with um, or who we're surrounded with or the people who we surround ourselves with now and who the people are when we are drinking, right? And in the beginning, it can be hard as hell to be the odd person out and abstain from drinking alcohol when you're in a situation where everyone else around you is drinking. And again, I'm not shaming anyone you know, who's drinking alcohol or who's having a good time and who's doing that sporadically and, you know, who's making memories with their friends. Like that's not what this episode is about. But this experiment made me realize that alcohol is such a staple in people's lives. And before all of this, like I would give in to some peer pressure, to be honest with you. And I'd, I'd drink in situations where I had no intentions of drinking in the first place because, you know, I felt like I couldn't let people down or it was hard to tell people no when they're offering me something. But we really need to forget what the people around us are doing, right? In these situations, we need to forget about their choices or their comments. We need to forget about like what their relationship with alcohol is. And we need to be honest with ourselves. Like is one drink at the end of the day enough for you to get the effect that you want? Like if, if one drink is enjoyable, Maybe it gives you a small buzz or you enjoy the taste or you enjoy whatever it is that you're drinking with whatever you're doing. You know, I'd kind of recommend you stop with that. Um, but we should be trying to use alcohol in the lowest dose when we're trying to get that desired effect that we're kind of going after when we do drink. And I want you to ask yourself, like, what is your desired effect? Like, do you drink alcohol because you enjoy the taste or do you drink alcohol because you enjoy the buzz? Or do you drink because it helps you detach and escape from your current situation? Or are you using it as a coping mechanism for something else? Like you have to get to the actual reason behind why you drink alcohol and what you're trying to get from it. And personally, like this experience and being kind of alcohol free for the whole year so far, like it's helped me realize that. I used to, and I continue to only drink to get drunk or to feel tipsy, like straight up. That's it. And it's not because I like the taste of any alcohol or it's not because I'm using it as a coping mechanism. I strictly drink. And when I do drink, I'm on a mission to get drunk or to feel good. Right. And honestly, cutting back and eliminating alcohol completely this last year, I've, I've also been able to realize that yes, I can accomplish that and I can set my mind to that and I can follow through with that. But my best life probably includes some alcohol on some occasion, right? Like whether that's on a date night or out at, you know, a house party or the, when we're having dinner over with friends or when we're at the lake with our friends or family or when I'm hanging by the pools my, with my buddies who I don't get to see or hang out with all the time. Like I feel like this experience has really helped me one, proved to myself that I could go without it if I had to. But instead of never having alcohol again, I now feel like I can be super selective when I do drink kind of five to 10 times a year and I can be happy with that. 
also being in these social situations where I said no to alcohol, like going through that made me feel like, like that I have control over the decisions that I make when I'm around people and when I'm in social situations. And instead of feeling peer pressured or obligated into drinking or, you know, doing it because everyone else is doing it, like I now feel confident that I can go into those social situations and make that decision for myself instead of having other people make those decisions for me. But I was able to realize that because I dug deep into my why and I I just kind of asked myself, like, why I choose to drink alcohol, you know, and I experimented with that. And I think this is something that everybody should try and that everybody should do at some point in their life, you know, with whatever substance you're using. And I, I think it's important that you acknowledge your relationship with that substance, like stop using it as much as your friends do or how much your coworkers do or how much your partner uses or your mom and ask yourself, like, what is the desired effect that I'm after and what's the lowest amount of the drug that I can use to get that desired effect. And that could be a good conversation starter for yourself. And it could just be a different way to look at your own alcohol consumption and your own alcohol patterns. Now, again, I'm not a therapist or a doctor or a public health official, or I'm not your best friend, but I am somebody that's lived through my own experiences and I've worked with people to help them navigate through some of these situations on their own as well. And I live in a town, honestly, where you can buy and you can drink alcohol 24 seven, 365 days a year. And we live close to places like Napa Valley, which is where we were this past weekend. It's where I had my first drink in a while um, that literally arguably makes the best wine in the world. And, you know, we're in Reno and we're surrounded by breweries and bars and we just, we tend to have an unlimited access to any alcohol that you can think of. But if you ask yourself that question of like, why do I drink? And maybe you're honestly, your response to that is I drink because I really love the taste and I truly love a glass of wine with dinner or like an ounce of whiskey after a meal. Like also ask yourself if you're willing to make some of those health trade-offs or if you're even acknowledging some of the health trade-offs to continue that. And you acknowledging that maybe having, you know, those three to five drinks per week and you decide that you enjoy that and you can't live without that and you understand that it has the potential to negatively impact your health and you continue to still do it, like all power to you. Like this is 100% a judge-free zone. And it's important that you just make those decisions for yourself. That's really what I, I want to get the point across here. But if any point that you realize that you're using alcohol for escapism or to buffer any emotional trauma or, you know, to cover up something else that's going on in your life, like whether it's alcohol or cannabis or caffeine or fast food, like whatever it is. I do think it's worth evaluating your relationship with it and checking in with yourself periodically. And again, like this strategy and, and these questions, they aren't bulletproof, but it's what I've done. And personally it's worked on myself. And this is, you know, something that I generally help with. I help my clients through um, in certain situations or on some occasions as well. Because honestly, like for all my listeners and, and people who invest into coaches, like me being a coach, like at the end of the day, it's not my job as a coach to tell you what to do, 
right? But it is my job to help you make an informed decision, you know, like being able to talk through what is worth it to you. Like what are the trade-offs? What are realistic downsides and what are the upsides? Or maybe managing and coming up with realistic expectations. Like those are all really important things to consider, but you get to make the final decision at the end of the day and, and you get to make those informed decisions for yourself and not for anybody else. Because your best life probably looks different than mine. I actually know it looks different than mine. And your best life might have drinks with the girls every Friday night or drinking four beers once a week while playing golf with the boys or maybe not drinking at all. Or maybe you're having a glass of wine or two every night with dinner. So hopefully what you take away from this podcast episode is, you know, drinking alcohol, it isn't optimal for building muscle or sleeping better for fat loss or for your metabolic health, but it doesn't mean that you can't make progress or that you can't be healthy while doing it or that you can never do it and you should never do it, right? But on the other hand, like if you're really working towards a health or maybe it's a body composition goal and you're drinking every weekend or you're having four beers in one sitting a few nights per week or a couple glasses of wine every night, I'd bet that you could do better without that, or even just by cutting back a little bit on what you're currently doing. But again, you get to decide, you know, on the trade-offs, like, is it worth it? Why are you doing it? Listing out like the pros and the cons and making a list and just making an informed decision. I realize that I haven't even talked about this last weekend yet, but this podcast episode was really inspired by my experience this past Memorial Day weekend where I broke my alcohol-free trend at that five-month mark. And I broke that spell not because I felt deprived or I felt tempted or not because I wanted to get super drunk or because I felt super peer pressured in doing it or that I, you know... I wasn't afraid of letting myself down, but I, I decided to drink this last weekend because it was part of the experience, right? Like we went to Napa Valley for the weekend and we got to go wine tasting a bit and we went to the Bottle Rock Music Festival, which was lit. And we went to the, just one day, it was on Sunday, got to see like Pitbull, Pink, Alessia Cara, some really cool people. And it was my first time being at a music festival. And again, like drinking and the company that I was with, like it was just kind of part of the experience. And I I know that I, if I didn't drink this weekend, I might look back and, you know, maybe think that I didn't get the full experience because it definitely was something that I thought added to the experience this past weekend. And I was with my wife and a couple of close family members of mine. And I'll be honest, I was just interested in some wine tasting, even though I don't like wine. And I was just interested in trying some new things. And I was in good company and I just made the decision to have a few drinks because it enhanced that experience for me. And, you know, going into the weekend, I was kind of torn on whether or not I wanted to drink or continue kind of my abstinence away from drinking in general. And I kind of had that conversation with myself, like, what are the trade-offs? I kind of listed a pros and cons list, as weird as that sounds in my head, and really asked myself, like, why am I doing this? What would be the point of me skipping alcohol this weekend and continuing not to do it? What would be the perks of drinking some alcohol? And at the end of the day, I kind of made the decision that the the 
pros of drinking alcohol this weekend, adding to my experience, getting a little tipsy, having a great time at the concert. It just, I knew it was going to make my experience better. So that's why I ended up indulging in, in, I was really excited to partake in it, to be honest with you. So uh, ironically, this kind of just makes me think of something else that popped in my head. You know, when we're at this festival, there's like tens of thousands of people everywhere. It's insane. Most people have been around since kind of the pandemic and all this shit show started, but there's so many thousands of people there. And, you know, we had some drinks before we got into the festival. I only had one drink when I got into the festival and it was like fucking $13 for like an eight ounce of drink. Right. And it just laughed and looking back on it, like I realized like it's amazing how much money that we can actually spend on alcohol food as well, really at some of these festivals. And again, that's part of the experience and that's, you know, what you expect going into these situations. But if you think about it, like whether you're supplying alcohol for a party or you're ordering it at happy hour, you're ordering it at the restaurants, you're getting the specialty drinks, like bringing it on trips or doing activities around drinking, like when I think back on these past five months, like saying no to alcohol for me has for sure saved me, you know, a ton of calories from drinking the alcohol and eating extra calories, but it's also helped me save a ton of money and, and just putting that money that I might've spent towards, you know, purchasing or buying alcohol and drinking alcohol, being able to put that money towards like my groceries for the week. And it's allowed me to kind of continue putting some of that money towards my own coaches and my therapist and a lot of things that are a big deal to me and things that I think are important to me. And personally, I just have a lot of respect for people who abstain from alcohol completely or who have cut back on it significantly because it's really fucking hard to do. You know, like we just live in a society where it's just one of the most acceptable things to drink and to gather around drinking and to talk about alcohol. And God, again, I'm not, I'm not shaming anybody or I'm not pointing fingers and I'm not making it out to be this, you know, super detrimental thing, but it's just the reality that we live in. And when you don't drink, you notice that more, but I can think of a handful of my own clients who have kind of made that leap to cut back on their alcohol consumption and really put in that effort into themselves and into their health, because at the end of the day, it's worth it. You know, and with pretty much everyone that I've ever talked to, you know, who's cut out alcohol or who's cut back on alcohol, all I've heard is how people feel better and how they sleep better and how they have better digestion and they're able to train harder and they have more clarity and, you know, they're actually able to make quicker progress towards their goals, whatever it is that they're working towards. So again, if you've been thinking about how much you drink and questioning, like, you know, if you can make improvements in your own life. I really want you to make the the conscious effort to make a small change and just see how that makes you feel. Maybe it's cutting back on one drink a week. Maybe it's cutting back on one day of drinking a week. You know, whatever that means to you, because I really do think that it might be the one thing that can help you get to where you want to be. So, wow, I realized my my brain was all over the place with this episode, but it's already a longer episode than I wanted it to be. I think I'm going to wrap it up on that note. Again, you know, I, I made the effort, made that commitment to myself. I wanted to not drink indefinitely. The opportunity presented itself this last weekend. 
at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what I do, right? It really doesn't matter what you do. As long as you, you know, make that decision for yourself and you feel comfortable living with that decision, right? And I just constantly want you to reevaluate your situation, your goals. What are the actions that, you know, you're doing to reach those goals? And just make the best decisions for yourself along your own, you know, nutrition and fitness journey because I promise you it's worth it. So, I hope you took away a couple things from this episode. I just wanted to share my experience of not drinking the past five months or really cutting back substantially on my drinking the past nine months. And again, like I'm not here to, to tell you that you should cut out alcohol forever completely or that you can't make progress while drinking alcohol and that, you know, alcohol is just the worst thing for you. But we have to be real, like alcohol is not the best thing for us and it can make it harder to reach our goals. And it can be something that creates a roadblock for our progressions, whether it be in the gym or with our fat loss goals and with our relationships and with our spending habits. Like there are some detriments to drinking alcohol in a large amounts, but be honest with yourself. Like, what are you currently doing? What, what is your best life, but what is your best goal or what is the goal that you're working towards at the end of the day? And how can we marry those two together? Okay. I'm going to stop rambling. I appreciate you for listening to this episode. Um, Until next time, though, remember to eat with purpose, train with attention, and think with confidence as you work towards your own nutrition and fitness goals. Thank you again. I'll see you on the next episode. All right. Peace. Thank you again for listening to this episode. If you found value and enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media. If you do, make sure you tag me so I can say thanks. Or if you're on iTunes, scrolling down and leaving a five-star review would be much appreciated. If you ever want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on Instagram at LukeSmithRD. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you on the next episode.